Hello and welcome to Walking the Earth Podcast. My name is Justin Castle. And I'm Mike Margulies, coming at you uh, still from Chiang Mai, Thailand. Today I am joined by Yi Chi. Did I say that right or did I butcher it completely, man? Oh, you got it. Sweet. <laughs> so nice. Yi Chi originally hails from China, currently lives in Australia. And my God, what an interesting perspective you have on the world, right? <laughs> yeah. Um, Early- I'll let you talk about it though, man. Yeah, I, I just wanted to say before we started recording that Yucha had an awesome, he rapped, and it was spectacular. He rapped. That's true. Actually, let's just have, you want to rap? Yeah, I'd love to just rap. Just go ahead and do a freestyle rap right now. <laughs> yo, yo, what you gonna do when you're in your Chiang Mai? What you wanna do when you're on the street? What you wanna do when you don't have your wallet? When you don't have wallet, how you have pa-tai? Do you think you're gonna look cool if you have a cap with an eye on it? <laughs> <laughs> and it also looks like when you had some water. <laughs> that was awesome. Oh, you oh should, you're God. the man. You're the man. And again, I said this before, but I love how each word has the your. You know, you can hear the Chinese, and you can hear the Australian in there. So it's amazing. <laughs> yeah. So how did you? Okay. So so you were born. Did, were you born in Australia and you moved to China? Is it, how did that work? Uh, I was born in Xi'an, China, okay. which is the home to Terracotta Army. Then I moved to Australia when I was little, but it didn't last long. I moved back just a few years ago. Mm-hmm. So yeah. Cool. I've stayed in both countries. And my parents thought it would be harder for me to learn Chinese. So I spent more time in China. That's cool, though, because uh, I mean, it's kind of smart, right? Because now yeah. you're is Mandarin, I'm assuming, you were speaking. So yes. now you're fluent in Mandarin and English. So, I mean, those are probably the two most important languages in the world right now. Yeah. So that puts you in a pretty good position to do anything, really. <laughs> yeah. How, how how long were you in Australia for? Just a couple of years or or how Yes. How? Just like 3 years. 3 years. Okay. Yeah. Actually, it's so it's an interesting story, right? Cuz you were telling me last night how so your parents are divorced, yes. right? And then your mom moved to Australia? Yes, she did. Yeah. And I guess you this was like a decision you made to you were living with your dad and then you said Actually, Dad, I I want to move to Australia. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah it's I mean, I, it's like I think it's interesting. And your dad, how did he take that? You know? Yeah, it's it's very interesting because as you guys might know, in in Asia there is a culture, the favorism of boys. Yeah. And yeah. Uh, in China, there is the one-child policy for all Han Chinese. And in some areas, they made the policy they treat. Girls, the same as handicapped kids. What? Whoa. Because it's so unfair. When you ha- if your first kid is disabled, you can have a second kid. And also, and in some areas in China, because of the local culture, uh. the rules are like: if your first kid is a girl, you can have a second kid. Whoa! Oh wow! Wait. So yeah, and that's well, so they're saying like, oh you got you oh we feel so bad for you that you. You can end up with a with a girl. You can have a, now. You can have another kid. That's wow. Wow. <laughs> I can't believe. Wait. So so what dictates that? Is it the local government or is it, or what or what 
Hmm. Is it just the community or what decides that they're allowed to have multiple kids? Is it? It's, it's the local government, the central government uh, legislate some laws and then the local governments make, you know, like it's a, it's not a federation, it's a republic. Mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah. So it's kind of it sounds kind of like the U.S., right? Where we've got um, we've got the federal government of the U.S. that has the laws that apply to everyone, but then you've got individual states that also make their own local laws. Yeah. So in China, something similar. Mm. Like yeah, like the central government says, we should implement, like we should help people to plan their families, mm-hmm. and then local governments make their own rules to implement it. And in some areas in southeast China. They they made that rule that yeah. you can't have a second kid if the first kid is a girl. It's it's wow. funny to me that like the so it's okay it's nice that they uh, you know this area is allowing people to have more than one kid and not I mean I know in a lot of China they they actually some people killed their kid right or yeah yeah it's wow. a daughter because they can only have one yeah. um, so I guess from one angle it's nice that people don't have to kill their daughter uh, but the rationale is interesting because it's like. It's not out of the... The reason they're doing it is not because of a human rights thing or anything. It's because, oh, you had a handicapped kid, a.k.a. a girl, so uh, you get another chance. And that's... Yeah, that's just... Wow. That's a weird weird mentality, you know, to have, Mm. you know, that one person's not not considered good enough to to be a a person, you know. Oh, let me try again. It's uh, it's just weird. You know, it's just odd hearing it come from your mouth you know we don't see that every day in that area like a lot of people have have family business and they want their family business to pass to the son so Mm. wow so i guess needless to say the move to australia was a big culture shock for you um yeah it was a big culture shock so because of the culture, my dad, it took him and his family a few weeks to accept the fact that I want to go. Yeah. Yeah. And it was a big culture, culture shock. Yeah. Um, yeah. Was your dad going to not let you go to Australia at any point? He was saying, he didn't say anything. He was just behaving really like I was getting my visa and I needed documents. He right. was really slow and passive mm. at the beginning. Wasn't doing anything. Right. And so, yeah. mm. sorry, go ahead. And I was pretty rebellious at the time, so I didn't talk to him or anything because we didn't talk much at the time. So I just walked off and I didn't go to school one day. And then oh wow yeah. Wow. Didn't go to school maybe two days, and then he found me. Then we had a chat, and then he started doing the things. Wow. For so okay, okay, I got you. So then your mom is the one who was in Australia. Is that correct? Yes. Yes. Is she, is she still there? It, yes. She she's currently traveling the world with her husband. Oh, that's cool. <laughs> it's you know. Is that is that what inspired you to go on your trip today, or what what brought you what brought you on your trip and ultimately to Thailand? The thing 
that brought me to this trip is uh, in you know in China literally means the Middle Kingdom. It's the mentality that many Chinese have that China is the center of the world because Americans have that mentality too that America's center of the yeah. world. <laughs> about a thousand years ago, China was a strongest nation in the world and the people like they didn't travel you know mm. about 200 years ago there was the government funded people to study in the states but many people didn't want to go because they thought the states is like uncivilized huh. oh, wow yeah that's so so in china i take it a lot of people don't leave china it seems is mm. that accurate yeah, it's accurate. And also, on the other hand, is because people are not that wealthy. Mm. Mm. It's, I guess, in my, my mind, is just drawing all these parallels between China and the United States, where both countries are these places that believe they are the center of the world, right. it seems. Mm. Um, and also, just like you're saying, a lot of Chinese don't leave China. A lot of Americans never leave the U.S. There's some, mm -hmm. I forgot what the exact numbers are, but mm -hmm. I think most Americans don't even have a passport. Um, and it's this interesting mentality where you have these two very large superpowers uh, with the citizens who believe that their country is the best and it's the center of the world, and they've never left. Yeah. Yeah. When did, when did, uh, when did they start to... Let, when did people start traveling? You started to say, oh, a few years back. Is this like within the past, you know, 20, 30 years, 50 years? Like when did people start traveling again? In China? Yeah. Yeah, I, I, I'd say after the open door policy, because before the open door policy, it's, it's Wait, really People might like, not know about the open door policy, so actually... Oh, okay. So the communist revolution like occupied or they won the war against the government back um, it was 1949 and Mao was in power and Mao had a lot of really tough policies like what we see North Korea is doing today uh -huh. mm. and it lasted till we had cultural revolution and all those sort of crazy things until 1976 when Mao passed away and Deng Xiaoping was in power in early 1980s or 1979 just around that time uh, there a economic reform area was formed just north of Hong Kong and that leads to the economic reform and is known as the open door policy, which is like changing the rules, making the market m freer, mm. and okay. letting the capitalists. Yeah. You know. So before, were people not allowed to leave the country, and now they're allowed to? Yeah, you can you can say that. Is and that what the open door policy did? Yeah, b before the open door policy, it was really tough control um everyone wow oh wow, wow. I, didn't, I didn't realize that so so now with all these changes you know you're here today you've you've made it out to thailand which is which is pretty awesome and yeah and actually on that topic sorry go ahead castle no i'm good i was gonna say this is actually his um 
your first time not in China or Australia, right? Yeah. Being in Thailand. So now you're, and you just got here yesterday? Yes. So, yeah, now you're out of a home country mm-hmm. by, and by yourself for the first time. And that's another, mm-hmm. like, wow, whole other culture shock experience. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah. I, I was also inspired by the Australians I've met. Uh, a lot of them have traveled a lot of countries. They've, they've been backpacking and stuff. Yeah, um, I, I, I'd say the Australians I met made me want to backpack and travel. Yeah, there's a lot of Australian backpackers. Mm. Yeah. It's, it's kind of cool. Um, yeah, it, it must, it's, it's nice, I think, you know, living somewhere where, uh, I guess for me, it would be cool to be in an environment where it's accepted and not only accepted but encouraged to go backpacking. Mm. Coming from the U.S., um, it's a lot less common. And so when I left the country to go backpacking, Basically, all my family, all my friends—not all, but many of—and most of my family, my mm-hmm. peers—and were kind of just like scratching their heads, like, "Wait, what are you doing?" And yeah. it just is such a foreign concept to people from the states. Mm-hmm. Whereas if you're in Australia or England or many other countries, it's mm-hmm. no one's gonna look at you weird. They're gonna say, "Oh, cool, you're doing your gap year, you're doing your whatever," or mm-hmm. and they don't—they well, don't look at you weird. Well, what is you know? So you're going on this trip. Is this just for? Are you? Was it inspired by like? self-exploration or is it just to to explore you know explore the the rest of the world did you have a break in studies or i'm not having a break in my studies i'm just traveling in my summer summer break and i think yeah it's summer right now in australia but if if for people who Mm. are yeah (laughs) (laughs) we're used to it being winter right now but (laughs) um it's it's i i feel like Self-exploration is something that happens every day. You're a different person the next second. You know, you're a different person just every second later. And uh, I'd love to explore the culture in Thailand. And I'd love to, I'd love to see different things. And also I must say I'm heavily influenced by my father because... He was a tourist guide, and he now now he runs a tour, travel business. Mm-hmm. Oh. Okay. He mainly sends people to Tibet, India, Bhutan, and Nepal. Oh, sweet. Oh, cool. So, so it's interesting because you, you said your dad was not thrilled at the idea of you leaving. Um, he's in the travel business, yet he's still... Uh, took kind of an objection to you leaving. Mm-hmm. Um, I don't know. Thoughts on that? Is that it seems it seems strikes me as odd that someone who's in the travel business would still not be supportive mm-hmm. of you wanting to travel. Yeah, but um, because I wasn't just going to travel in Australia, I was going to move, move and live there, and I wasn't a I haven't reached my adulthood yet mm. so he had to sign a paper saying he's transferring the custody to my mom oh wow oh. yeah yeah so he had to actually you if he didn't approve it you wouldn't have been able to go no oh so you had to get his wow actual yeah. written approval mm-hmm. wow well, that's so interesting yeah and we- i i think yeah um like 
because my dad didn't want to move to Australia and live there, that contributed to the my the divorce of my dad and my mom. Oh. Yeah. So she wanted to move to Australia, mm -hmm. but he didn't want to. Uh, he didn't want to move. No, he didn't. Okay. So what was driving her to move to Australia? I guess in Australia the society is fairer, and it's because it's more developed. It's it's a society. The gap between the rich and poor is narrow mm -hmm. compared to China, and in China, yeah. More opportunity in Australia mm. to to make your way, I guess. I'd say it's in Australia. Even if you are unlucky, like the support system is really good. Right. Right. Yeah. Oh, that's neat. I got you. Uh, yeah. Yeah. My my dad just thought because his English wasn't good, and he thought if he moved to Australia, he maybe he could only do like jobs like driving a taxi or something and he thought he wouldn't be able to realize his dream as he could in China right so oh, which I is a business saying, yeah yeah it'd be much more difficult yeah to go to a country where you don't speak the language and try mm. to get a, a business going I mean yeah, yeah, yeah it's really difficult so I can understand that where where do you hope to end up like you're how much more school do you have and then do you want to live in Australia, Australia the rest of your life? Or are you hoping to keep traveling or live elsewhere? I'm still in the process of exploring it. Good answer. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, well. That's what that's what a lot of uh, travelers are going to say. I think, right? Because, like you said, you're here. It's all a self. There's a self exploration that happens every day. Mm -hmm. And when you're traveling, it's actually it's interesting to me that you're only on day two of your travel, and it seems like you're like already on this like this um you've already kind of figured out this thing okay i'm exploring myself exploring things and mm -hmm. uh i don't know i think that's really cool because i know for me it took a long time to be comfortable with um having a life that was so open-ended you know it took me a lot of travel before i was able to just take this leap mm -hmm. and and just have an open-ended trip but yeah. you just went ahead and you did it having never you know having never left a home, well, you, you left China and went to Australia, so that's probably, that's a big enough move maybe to prepare you for yeah. for the world. Say, okay, I did that. I can do anything now. Yeah. Um, no, I think that's badass though, man. Definitely. Um, I'll, so you're so you're going on this trip right now, and actually, um, did you, you were supposed to have, as of this morning, purchased a bike. Did you wind up doing that? No, I didn't. I didn't get up early enough, but I'm. <laughs> I will do it in the afternoon. Okay. Yeah. So you're. Yeah, you can tell us about that. Actually, you're gonna take your bike uh, around Thailand. Yeah. Yeah. I. I before I came to Thailand, I was thinking of getting a bike in Chiang Mai and then, ride to Kuala Lumpur or Bangkok or Phuket. And yesterday I rent a hired a bike and I was testing out my plans, seeing how things, you know, checking out the traffic and see if I'll be able to do it. And then I ended up in a town like an hour and a half outside of Chiang Mai where no one spoke English. 
and I thought it was terrific. <laughs> so I'm going to do it. Nice. So how do you, how are you able to get by? Um, I'm assuming you don't speak Thai, right? Or do you? No, I don't. So if they don't speak English and uh, they don't speak Mandarin, mm. how are you able to get by? I just downloaded a English Thai Thai English dictionary. Oh, uh, like an app. Yes. Yes. Oh, brilliant. And it has pronunciation <laughs> and stuff. Oh, so you're just like as you're talking, you're just looking up the words. Yeah, and, and asking. Yeah, and I, I, you can just click on words, and they will uh. pronounce the word. Can you like just write a sentence down, hit translate, and then show them the screen mm. and say, "Hey, here's my question." <laughs> <laughs> I got a I got a phrase book. Oh, nice. So, yeah. I, it's so funny. Like, I ask that question, and then when you say the answer, it's just so obvious. Like, okay. Well, you just figure out how to say the words you need to say. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> like, now I'm like, what a dumb question. <laughs> how do you get by when no one speaks English? Well, you learn, you try to figure out the other language, obviously. Right, <laughs> right. And I, I was walking down the street uh, actually earlier today, and um, it's freaking cold here. It's about, it's, it's probably like low 20s, maybe teens Whoa. here in Fahr- degrees Fahrenheit in uh, Astoria, New York. And, um, I was walking by this family, and this this kid uh, was walking backwards into me, and it was a Spanish family, and and the the mother says "cuidado, cuidado," like and pulls him out of the way. So now I know that "cuidado" means watch out, <laughs> caution, <laughs> caution, watch out, little well, that's, little tyke. That's like the way that we learned our first language, right? It wasn't yes. it wasn't like looking at a phrase book. It was like <laughs> mm-hmm. hey, you just hear the word in context yeah. and you figure out like. Um, no, that's what this means. Um, exactly. But yeah, uh, and it's funny because I think we we tend to have a running theme on this show of the of the bicycle uh, folks, um, <laughs> you know, getting a bicycle and traveling around a a foreign country with a bicycle as your means of transport. Our first guest, Tom, uh, back in episode six, cycled from from England to India. Um, wow. Yeah, yeah, and it's cool though because now we have it. Uh, as it turns out, just by pure coincidence, you're also doing a similar journey. Um, it makes me wonder if I should go bicycling, uh, cycling the earth. <laughs> <laughs> and you is your your final destination is kind of open ended. Yeah, open ended. Um, it's the way to do now, it now, and I will like really test it and see how like how far can I travel per day, and then I will work out a plan. Yeah. Yeah. And Very you cool. have do you have an end point when you have to get back to Australia or is it that's also open ended? I I got a month. A month. Okay. Okay. So you got some you have some time to trek around and explore. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Do you, Very nice. Do a lot of I've come across a lot of Australians that come through New York um with back, giant backpacks on their back. And it and right now it seems like it's a lot in the winter time here. Um, do you mm. find that it's very common that Australians are traveling during their summer break internationally? Is it a very common thing? Yeah, I'd say it's a very common thing. Yeah. More. And I can tell you just also from, uh, from backpacking, you meet more Australians maybe than anything else. Um, Australians are yeah. everywhere. <laughs> yeah. do, you, do you still have a lot of friends back in China that you're in touch with? Yes, I do. Do they? What do they think about your traveling? Mm, some of my friends, they really 
like the idea. Um, however, some didn't, um, mm. or just being neutral. But um, I, I'd say I can. I like. I sort of. I think a reason behind it is the media. The media can just change people the way people think. By yes. yeah, by by. Uh, I'd say I'd like to talk about my uncle. He's really wealthy. However, he hasn't left China yet. He hasn't been to any other countries. Mm-hmm. And he said to me, like, you can't go to Thailand, you can't go to Vietnam, you can't go to Japan because he watches TV every day and he just saw like places having civil unrests, wars or like tensions and he also reckons that you shouldn't travel to the states because he sees so many shootings and also all sorts of crimes in the states oh wow (laughs) that is i okay i love that you're saying all this stuff because this is like i'm another parallel i'm drawing between yeah what you're saying china's like and what the u.s is like it's so so similar same same but different right um yeah a lot of my american friends and family um are freaked out and I keep having friends and family say, oh, they're so worried because Thailand's right now, you know, they're having mm-hmm. this um, government protesting. Yeah, yeah. And everyone's freaked out, like, oh, is it, it's, it's so dangerous. Uh, are you sure you're safe in Thailand? Right. Um, and this, it's like you said, it's mm-hmm. the media. The media is set, playing this thing up. That, I mean, right now where we are, I don't feel in danger in Chiang Mai. I mean, even in Bangkok, if you're not walking into where the protests are, and as a foreigner, I'm not the target anyway. Um, but I don't feel in danger. However, my friends and family back home, they just see the media portraying like, oh, there's all these things going on. Right. Meanwhile, uh, everyone back home is worried about how dangerous Thailand is. And just, what was it, two days ago, there was a shooting, another shooting in the U.S., uh, very close to where I grew up in the Columbia Mall. Did you hear about this one? I actually, I actually didn't hear about it at all. You didn't hear about this? No, I'm, um, I'm like in a bubble here. Um, yeah, so there's, um, there was a shooting in the Columbia Mall. Um, just a couple of days ago, three people died. Oh, um, I didn't hear this at all. Yeah, man. I, you know, this is and this is like what twenty minutes from where we grew up. Yeah, or something like that. Not even. Um, it's just like at home, and to me, it's. I mean, I think the thing people um, fear is the unknown more than anything else, right? Yeah. Uh, it's it. I, I was in more danger when I was working my job and commuting to work, half an hour there, half an hour back. Uh, I was working in an oil refinery where we take explosive materials and we put them under high pressure and high temperature. And every day I'm walking around in this uh, highly volatile environment. That was way more dangerous than just being in Chiang Mai, Thailand. Yeah. Yet, uh, it, yet you know, I to quote the Joker, I always go to Batman references, you know. No one freaks <laughs> out when it's, all, <laughs> when it's all part of the plan. Um, you know, yes, if, yes. I, if I'm commuting to, if I, I'm commuting to work, I'm working and over funny, but I'm working and I'm commuting. That's what you're supposed to do. That's part of the plan. Are there risks to commuting? I, yeah, but you have to commute. Are there risks to working in a refinery? I've, yeah, but you have to have a job yet. I'm here and it's that unknown and it's not I, part of the plan to go to leave and go backpacking. And that makes people say, Oh shit, it's so dangerous in Thailand. I saw I, all these things I, in the news. I agree. I agree because I've only experienced the perception of being within the country. And I think the perception is, oh, shit, Mike or somebody 
is traveling outside of the U.S. or traveling outside of China. All I saw is that there's embassies, you know, in different places that are getting attacked and that, that there's, you know, holding U.S. or other people hostage. And you hear about those types of, of things going going on. And that's the first thing that you think about when you think about a certain country is, oh, mm-hmm. the last time I heard about that country, this happened. And I think it's it just goes with natural you know, survival skills or just human nature. You remember the last experience you have with a certain thing, you know, anytime you taste or smell cookies, your mouth waters. Okay. Anytime you hear, if you're a dog and you hear the dinner bell, you know, you know, it's dinner. Or Pavlov's dog. Pavlov's dog. Exactly. We are a little Pavlov's dogs, aren't we? Right. If I hear about if I hear about a country like Syria and, oh, shit, somebody's traveling to Syria, I don't think, you know, like, <laughs> right now it might not be great to go there. But if you go someplace like Iran, all you hear about is bad things on the media. And, yep. yeah. and we talked to Tom, who actually traveled there, and said there were excellent, very friendly people in Iran. And, and you, who are coming from, you're coming from China, um, you're hearing the same thing. So about the U.S. About it's the U.S. It's really interesting to hear you say <laughs> yeah, like, yeah, yeah, yeah. You know, to, to, to a Chinese eyes, the U.S. is this really dangerous place. And to be fair enough, it is just as dangerous as, it, you know, as anywhere else would be. Mm-hmm. Um, actually, I, can you talk more about what is the Chinese perception of yeah. the U.S.? Well, I think the Chinese perception of the U.S. Um, is a lot of, I think a lot of people hate the U.S. because, you know, as the... Uh, friend, to say it frankly, the dream of the Chinese government is to become the superpower. <laughs> and uh, dream of the American and, government too. <laughs> and, and yeah, and and make the s- states pr- produce all the stuff for China. <laughs> <laughs> say, made in America. Yeah, 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 get, yeah. Get all your stuff made in America. <laughs> yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> um, I'd say that's. The dream of the Chinese government, wow. and for Chinese people, it's it's really complicated because on one hand, on one hand, the Chinese people they wanted to be strong, you know, they wanted to be wealthy, and they want to be freer, but on the other hand, they, and they want to unite to create to make China stronger, but on the other hand. Like a lot of people, they, the wealthy people, a lot of them send their kids to the states or Western countries huh. to to let them go to unis there. Yeah, yeah. Which is, well, I mean, isn't that a contradiction? Well, you know, isn't that them contradicting themselves? Yeah, <laughs> maybe. Uh, but the thing is, I don't know. I'm looking at it like this: that if you're gonna make your country. Um, a world oh, power, yes, you yes. have to know about the world. So yeah, yeah. Right. inevitably, yeah. if you want to make your country a, a force, you have to send your kids away mm-hmm. to other countries. Mm-hmm. And then, ironically, what ends up happening is when you do that, then they, they see the other countries and say, oh, wait, maybe that was uh, not the right philosophy. Maybe the world isn't about, you know, I, that's my take on it at least. Mm-hmm. Like, you know, so you send people away to learn about the world so they can come back and make your country better. But while they're away looking at the world, they say, mm-hmm. well, there's a lot going on in the world so that's mm-hmm. actually cool. Yeah, I don't want to take them over or whatever. (laughs) Yeah, that's, I mean, but I find that interesting because 
I see, you know, where I went to school, um, a lot of international students. And um, I'd say a majority of the students that I interacted with that are from other countries went back to those countries. I know a guy from Brazil. Um, he's, he's working in Brazil uh, um, in his family's, family's company. Another guy from, uh, from China went back to China. Um, you know, I've, I've numerous other friends that did the same type of thing. And it just makes you Yeah, wonder, we go back to our source. <laughs> yeah, why? We tend to go back to the source. Yeah, exactly. Exactly. So I, I don't know. What, what do you think about that? Do you think, do you, you're, you yourself, you went to, you're going to Australia to learn and now you're traveling the world to learn more. Um, mm. I, I see it as a very beneficial thing, but like, what are, uh, I can't believe that people are still, I mean, it, it sounds like there's a negative connotation of of the United States, there's a little negative feeling um, behind it from mm. the people there. Do you think is there gov is the government also putting a spin on things as well, or is it just general people's feelings? I mean, I don't know. Just your thoughts, your opinion. Mm -hmm. Yeah, I'd say maybe like the government media, sometimes they will focus more on the negative news of the states. However, on the other hand. It makes the, because now as the internet, you know, it becomes part of everyday lives and, you know, the Sina Weibo, which is the Chinese version of Twitter. What is it called? Weibo. Weibo. Mm. Wait, so do you have Twitter in China or is it no, like banned? It's it's banned. You can wow. only access it via a VPN. Right. Or, you have to be getting yeah, into a computer yeah. and someone. Okay. And Facebook, like is that proxy. also banned? Yeah, yeah, it's also banned. No Facebook, no Twitter. Government wow. banned. Mm. Huh. You can you can pay for VPNs and you use them, but wow. it's only for some people. Yeah, huh. I'd say that it's it's a thing that people don't trust the government anymore. Even the government is telling the truth, and it turns to people turn to the other extreme, which is rumors and lies. Say on Weibo, I I come across a lot of them every day. Like articles saying, yeah. saying all the good things about the states, hmm. and um, I'd say many of them are false, but people believe in them Ambition. because yeah, 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 and they think America is is great. It's, yeah. it's just from coming from one extreme to the other. Right. And uh, I I must say it is. It is, fueled by the fact that many people haven't traveled to. The yeah. states or other countries, so it's easy to manipulate their thoughts. Yeah, and I think you know, yeah. I think in general, it's really easy for people to bucket things as good or bad. So a lot of times, it's either the U.S. is the best country in the world, or the U.S. is terrible. Uh, same thing with you know, say China, any country really, right? Mm -hmm. And people tend to bu to bucket it, but in in reality, I feel like every place has its good and has its bad. Um, the United States, absolutely included, because there are. Um, yeah, there are some major problems I see with the United States culture and et cetera, but there's also some really amazing and wonderful things about the United States. Uh, mm -hmm. And it's also, I mean, it's always my, it's my source, right? So it's yeah. always the home for me, ultimately. And I think it's, it's easy to paint a picture of a place as either 100% good, 100% bad, but I look at it as, no, every place has good and bad. And 
th to me, the United States you know, overall, um, yeah, we, we have a lot of things right, but we don't have everything right. And I think we just want to keep improving. And I, I think we just want to keep making things as good as we can. Yeah. And that's, that's what I'd like to see for the United States is let's just keep, let's just keep building and keep, let's keep the good things that we have going and let's, let's keep working on and improving the other things. Yeah. I think, I think it's funny what you said, um, about positive and negative spins of, uh, of media, because when I hear about China, you know, what do I, what do I hear? I'll tell you what I hear on the radio. And it's usually, it's usually about government bans, things that they're banning. Okay. Um, persecution or I don't know about persecution of people that are doing child labor, that kind child, of thing. child child labor, per, people being persecuted for free speech and their and the money system. And it's the money system, you know, how they're artificially holding down the 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 uh, yen, and and that's what I that's all that's what you hear on that's what you hear here. If you were to come here and listen to the radio, that's exactly what you'd hear. So it's interesting. It's interesting. Um, but like, is it changing? Like, is it are things changing? Like, what? How do you feel about companies like? Apple coming into China and saying, "Hey, here's an here's a iPhone uh, 5C," uh, which is <laughs> which I hear. You know what? How does that make you feel? It makes me feel it's just a company, international business, expanding itself and promoting their product. Right. It's just a product and. Right. Apple wants people to buy it. Yeah. I mean, really, why do we even draw this distinction? Like, is this an American company? It's a Chinese company. I mean, I think uh, in my um, Just company. idealistic vision of the future, we, ha we have some place where these imaginary lines we draw on the planet, you know, stop mattering as much. Um, it's just, I don't know, I find it weird that, you know, if you look at planet Earth from the moon, there's no... There's no lines. There's no borders. But we we have constructed this world where we we draw a map and it always has these lines on it. And yeah. if you want to if you want to leave the planet Earth, go from one area uh, inside of one imaginary line and go to another uh, imaginary line, you have to get a piece of paper that says uh, from this time period, yeah. from, when the Earth is between this. Uh, rotation of the sun to that part of the rotation of the sun from this date to that date <laughs> you're allowed to be in this imaginary line because this piece of paper says so and if, if you really break it down to what it is that's what you're saying what is a visa it says I can be in Thailand for 30 days from January to February 4th or whatever it's saying I am allowed to leave this imaginary line on the planet earth go in this imaginary line when the earth's between this phase and that phase of the sun Wow, and it's it's so weird. <laughs> Your reactions like, are the best. Your reactions are the best. Right? It's just <laughs> it doesn't make any sense. It's what are we? What? <laughs> it's like this. We're like territorial dogs or something, you know, guarding we, our little piece of this land. We it, we uh, we are we are we are. I sound like know. a total like John Lennon hippie, you know. <laughs> Imagine there's no countries. Wait, wait, I don't wait! Know. You're not. I, I may, you may say you're I'm a dreamer, but I'm not the only one. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know. Uh, uh, you're not the only one. 
Oh, thank you. <laughs> I'm joined by Yicha. <laughs> Yicha, you're the man. You are the man. Uh, I don't care. I um, I I'm glad we had the opportunity to talk to you. I, it's awesome. Yeah. Um, but I, uh, I guess we're getting close close to the end. Uh, is there anything else you wanted to to chat about, Yicha? Yeah, I'd like to chat about. I really enjoyed talking with you guys. Oh. I think. <laughs> Thank you. Thanks, man. It's been great. We've really enjoyed talking to you. Um, I think you have brought a very unique perspective uh, to this show. Um, you know, you come from a very unique background. You have, you have that advantage of seeing things from so many different worldviews, <laughs> um, which is awesome. Yeah, um, I I really appreciate. Yeah, it's been really really interesting hearing your your point of views, and I I wish you good luck with school in Australia and. Um, everything um and your and your family and i hope to hear more about you and your your travels uh when you're done graduating i hope you travel the world and we get to interview you again that'd be uh, awesome so but uh Yusha, we wanted to ask you um kind of like a wrap-up question um there's no right answer um just the first thing that comes to your mind what is one thing that you want to do before you die one thing I want to do before I die. Yes, and it could be anything. Not even necessarily the thing, but any one thing. Yeah. I'd like to travel the world. Boom. <laughs> nice. Well, what a fitting answer for Walking the Earth podcast. Yeah. <laughs> awesome. You can be you can be a remote reporter from different countries. We'll 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 call into you and then we'll get your your report. <laughs> from, yeah, that'd be badass. <laughs> um, can we get a goodbye rap? Can can we get that? Oh. <laughs> One more rap. Okay. Encore. Encore. A, a good a, a goodbye rap. Yeah. Anyway. Encore. Encore. <laughs> We are now at the end of our show. And what are we going to do from next to today to do next? We're going to keep our journey, letting it go. We're going to walk in the air, walk on the earth, going to be... You're going to a country where you can't use adapter, where you have to use local converter. When you, when you lose your... When you lose your wallet and you can't find an ATM. <laughs> when you have a wee VB and then have a coffee. When you put coconuts in your coffee and you gotta have earplugs when you travel, when you sleep in a train station. <laughs> Did this happen to you? Did that happen to you? Is that a story of what happened to you? <laughs> yeah, actually, and part of it, you can't, I don't know. Well, the listeners can't see this, but he, just, he grabbed an adapter, actually. And yeah, that, yeah. This is all inspired by things in the room, I, I guess, things that happened to you. <laughs> uh, it sounds... Uh, so, so So basically, you got stuck in a train station, and you had to put earplugs on and go to sleep, and you couldn't find an ATM. Is that, is that, a, is that based on a true story? Uh, it's not based on a true story, but I, I heard people coming into that situation oh. and also i imagine in the future i would be in those situations so i'm, I'm yeah. pretty prepared to be <laughs> fucked up <laughs> it's awesome that you're like that's a good attitude to have actually it's like you have to go into this kind of travel knowing some weird fucked up shit's gonna happen yeah and just be okay with that like okay something's gonna happen cool 
that's part of the journey, right? Yeah. <laughs> well, um, I want to say thank you guys for, for tuning in. Yusha, thank you very much. Yes, um, thank you. Thank you again. And I wish you guys good luck in your journeys. This is Justin Castle signing off from Walking the Earth Podcast. Thank you for tuning in, and we'll talk to you next time.